Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It is Sunday, July 24th, 2022. Your host this week, myself, Lee, and Reed. Hi, hello. I, I ripped up the script, Reed. I ripped it up. I ripped it up! Uh, Vince McMahon has left the WWE. He has retired. It's a new era. I've thrown out the script for today. We're going to talk just about some JRPGs, Yakuza, other goings-on in the world. It's going to be an abbreviated episode, because my ass uh, couldn't get online on time. Reed, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. When it comes to golf, a hobby you enjoy, a hobby I don't particularly enjoy, but I understand when it's described to me, the vibes of golf. Uh, I compare it to like a frizz knock on a hot day on the beach, a couple 4x4s in the, uh, in the sand, drinking Coors Light iced teas. It's, Reed, it's not like that at what's all. Your, <laughs> what's your ideal? Uh, what's your ideal weather for golf? Sunny, like just scorcher, or no, like tw- cloudy, like today. Twenty-four degrees, slightly cloudy, under ten clicks of wind. Wow. Yeah. Very sp- ideal pool weather too. Very specific. Yeah. Chilly today, under under twenty degrees. Yeah. Everybody's it, putting on their long sleeves. Yeah, I got up. I got up at like fucking five, and yeah, I was having a smoke outside. Pretty fucking cold out. Yeah. Chilly, downright. Uh, we've got a bit of sickness running through my household. I tested myself this morning. I am clear. I'm, I'm high and dry as of right now. Good Lord bless me with two floors, uh, so I'm making my residence either in the kitchen or down here in the basement, I think, for today. Oh, you're not just saying fuck it and you're going going in? I mean, as, as long as I'm not sick, at least then I can run around, do groceries, you know. That's true. Uh, we have some mobility, uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to hang on to that as long as I can. Otherwise, pretty mild uh, in the household here, uh, so everybody's just hanging in there, yeah, you're, weathering you're all, the storm. You're all triple vaccinated anyway, right? That is correct. Yeah, so I don't that think I don't think y'all have anything to worry about. I'm uh, I'm, I'm my immune system probably the best it's ever been in my life, uh, or that's just me not going out mingling, staying away, staying hyper aware of sick people. I, I don't know what it is, but I haven't had knock on wood a proper sick. Uh, in probably a couple years now. Yeah, you haven't went so. to a Smash tournament, you're fine. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no one crammed uh, shit in my ear or whatever the hell happens at Smash tournaments. <laughs> uh, what was that about? Was that a Pokemon tournament or a Smash tournament? I have where no someone, idea like, the flung fuck. shit in a hallway of a hotel. I have no idea the fuck you're talking about. One of the, like, the, the top guys in the scene, like, was flinging shit in a hotel hallway. I, I, I'm not going to look it up. Roman I, like, Reigns. I threw away the script. <laughs> what? He said top yeah. guys, like, what, what, Roman Reigns? Yeah, Roman, like Roman, yeah, well, what if Roman Reigns just decided to have a poo-poo party? <laughs> what would they do, what, what would the fallout be? What a strange, Ooh. not, still not as strange as Vince McMahon retiring at the age of 77, because I thought that man was going to die, yeah, they were going to carry him out in a body bag. I mean, I don't think it's, like, the reason why is a question to anybody, if you, like, just Google Vince McMahon allegations, you'll see why, um. But I, I also that story with Ric Flair just came out where Ric Flair basically said that Vince called him and said, "We're taking you out of the intro, the like universe intro because you like took your dick out on a plane too many times." But don't worry, we'll put you back in a couple years. And sure enough, Ric Flair has returned to yeah, that intro now. Of course. Uh, so Vince McMahon is not done yet. Uh, he's still a threat. <laughs> he's still he's, he's still like, looming, he's like man. Palpatine. He's, he's still the, <laughs> so, yeah. He's somehow. got the he's got the. He's got the stock, like he's got the majority stock of that company, and his daughter is running it. Uh, I think, I think it's still Vince McMahon is very much still present. The day to day, sure, he might be 
he might be sidelined for I would, a bit. But I, we'll... I would totally watch a cut of the prequels where Palpatine is played by Vince McMahon. Yeah. He's like, well, goddamn, pal, just get him out of the ventilation shaft. <laughs> he's just wearing his like suit he's not wearing the yeah, robes or anything. Anakin, yeah. Anakin's like I killed all those uh, sand people or whatever he's like oh goddamn, pal I owe you one smacks him on the back of that back his fucking music starts playing before the uh, <laughs> lightning bolts uh, Mace Windu speaking of Star Wars you fucking did it you did this yeah. to us uh, San Diego Comic Con is happening right now were you aware uh, not not at all to be honest until I saw between some, like, yeah, between all it. the Yakuza memes that pop up on my feed uh, now, which I welcome, they're wholesome, the Yakuza meme community, keep it up. It's uh, You're really knocking it out of the park. Uh, but the the, <laughs> the the San Diego Comic-Con has, has penetrated my mm. feed uh, with trailers <laughs> uh, for Phase 5 and Phase 6 of Marvel with uh plans for everyone yeah i want to i want to shit my pants <laughs> like every time <laughs> people are like you excited for face five and six like what what the fuck like and then people are telling me face four is done i'm like what the fuck what even happened in face four nothing anthony anthony mackie was was face four's culmination the doctor strange movie yeah was it like the fact that the multiverse is like an established thing now that people can explore when they want it doesn't seem like they're going to be going back there very much, to be honest. They just announced, they just like trademarked more multiverse shit. And they're okay. doing, uh, well, they're doing Secret they're Wars, doing two right? More, yeah, they're doing two more Avengers movies in a year, apparently. No, uh, they, they be, have the Kang one in 2024. Yeah, okay, so you, you know, you do know about this well, shit. No, like you, I said, you, I saw a couple things this morning on like the, the all section of Reddit, like the most popular stuff, but... I wasn't yeah, see- see, it's penetrating you. Yeah, I wasn't seeing anything about it like, yesterday because I was just looking at golf stuff. Pretty- well, I was like in the fucking sticks yesterday, though. Yeah, so. they announced 8,000 shows. Uh, it's crazy. It's almost like the, the lineup of like shows and movies now is like the lineup of comic books back in the day where you're like, okay, here's like the main ones. And then you're like, the, the should I start? What? Should I start picking and choosing only particular directors I may be interested in and I only uh, watch y- their movies? <laughs> uh, one thousand percent uh true but even taika watiti couldn't couldn't pull it off twice in a row with that thor movie it's getting pretty pretty polarized i simply don't care i marvel at it as a piece of i I can't simply say they suck and i don't like them anymore that's not true they're fine uh but you have to look at it as this massive pop culture event now in the same way that the super bowl or something like that would be on your radar simply yeah. because it is so massive. And, like, these movies are still uh, making, like, a bajillion dollars, right? Like, Yeah. Like, yeah, they're still making... They're making... Uh, well, the Thor movie dropped off a bit, but what, what does that mean? What, is that, what does dropped off mean? Because it's all one yeah. continuous and, product yeah, log. And I, like, there's people at work who are like, oh, I didn't like the new Thor movie that much. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, it was a bit too much of a Taika Waititi movie. I'm like, okay, great. So I'll fucking love it because it's not a generic piece of shit fucking punch people in the face fucking piece of shit movie are you talking about the anthony mackie captain america 4 movie yeah uh listen listen this this should go on forever i'll watch the paul rudd one they're doing another ant-man movie sure like ant-man gets three movies ant-man read ant-man ant ant-man ant-man it's gonna have three movies <laughs> scott lang ant-man too scott yeah and it's not even and, hank Pym, <laughs> ant-man <laughs> They, I thought they would always do that Robert Zemeckis de-aging thing, and they would do a prequel Ant-Man, which they did, like, flashbacks in the last Ant-Man movie, which I also saw, 
which was also like, man, if Paul Rudd wasn't in this movie, fuck this movie. Fuck a lot of those movies, actually, come to think of it. The TV shows I find very tough to watch. Very tough to watch. The The old Netflix stuff was fine by comparison. I'll take a, the worst Jessica Jones over most anything I've seen on the Disney Plus sure. side of things. Yeah. Yeah. What's better? You've seen them, haven't you? Have you seen Wanda and have you seen... They're I, they're all shitty to me, pretty much. To be honest, like they're all fine. It's like I it's fu- it's it's more if that's just all you want to consume. It's it's premium stuff. Like it's it's well done for the most part. Uh, they spend the money where they need to. Some it's it's uneven. Moon Knight I thought was fine. I thought oh, on the whole I enjoyed Moon Knight and the performances therein. Uh, I I did not like the big kaiju battle at the end of that. I thought that was. Fucking ridiculous, frankly. Yeah, Moon Knight uh, was fine. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm so burnt out of MCU, I can't, like, pull anything out of these out of these things that I like anymore. So it just is what it is. I'm watching watching uh, lots of Pokemon stuff. That's, that's about it. You're watching that? Uh, oh, speaking of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, you've, is, have you tried your first Nuzlocke ever? You no, know, yeah, I'm doing it right now. I'm in Pokemon it's Platinum. Happening. Yeah, going for my third badge. I'm fucking crushing it. And... I'm doing no healing items, uh, and, uh, yeah, no healing items, so it's an extra challenge on top of it being my first Un- Unlimited, uh, access to Pokemon Center, though? So? Yes, like, I can heal outside yeah. of battle. I'm, I should say in battle healing items, like, I can't heal my Pokemon during a battle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's on set mode, of course, so it's none of that, like, your opponent's about to send out blank, do you want to send out blank? Um... So none of that, yeah, no, no in-battle healing items, Nuzlocke, first time, I'm crushing it. No battle animations, uh, it's text on slow. No, no, no. <laughs> At some point, also, I need your help to... Um, sure. I need to... Evolve some shit? I need to evolve my uh, Graveler and my Kadabra. I'm sorry, did you say Pokemon Platinum earlier? Oh, uh, Shining Diamond. Shining... Okay. Brilliant Diamond, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, let me know whenever you need to trade. I yeah. Need to jump back into that and game. Then also, and then uh, also, I'm going to have a Crobat soon. Business. I'm going to have, uh, I just got a Gastrodon. Yeah, it really, um... You'll be a Crobat. (laughs) It really reinvigorated my interest (laughs) in as far as just playing the main series goes, like, in a non-competitive sense. Yeah, Uh, it's the survival mode for Pokemon. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, the survival mode aspect. I've lost a few Pokemon to stupid plays and stuff like that. Uh, But it's been really enjoyable. I've been just breezing through it, having a pretty good fucking time with that uh it's a lot more stress-free with me because i don't have to worry about natures and stuff like that what break it down for me people are listening right now they're like what the fuck are they talking about nuzlocke is nuzlocke is uh you can only catch the first pokemon you see on every new route of course if you already caught that pokemon before it would be the next new pokemon that you can find if that's your particular rule you set for yourself uh, and if your Pokemon, if your Pokemon faints, dies, if your Pokemon faints, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if you have Pokemon faints, it's permanently dead. You have to store in the PC forever, and you can't use it ever again. And you have to nickname all of them so you grow attached to them. And so when they die, that's you, a huge. You bummer. said put in the PC. I, I would say you have to release them. Oh, I like to put it into no the access. PC so at the end of your run, you could see like, oh hey, here, graveyard. <laughs> yeah, here's all the Pokemon that died. Uh, blah 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 blah. Like, so, like, a lot of people will make, like, fan art of themselves once they beat a Nuzlocke of all the Pokemon that survived. And then they'll have, like, the fucking Simba cloud in the background of all the different Pokemon that died on the way. 
Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say, you you lost a Zubat, but then you, you caught another Zubat. So you say, as long as you don't actively have a Zubat, it depends it can on count your, as your first it, Pokemon again. It depends again. Your on own, your personal yeah. rules of how you work with duplicates. Me, I'm just doing pure first Pokemon you encounter. That's your that's your encounter. So I just happen yeah. to encounter another Geodude and another Zubat. Uh, so if you white out, if you black out uh, in that's Pokemon, it. that would mean your entire party is, that's your is run. gone. Yeah, you and, have to restart. Yeah. But if you have Pokemon in the box, would you allow yourself to then take out your backups and keep going, or you're done? done? Oh, uh, yeah, that's also, I think, a personal rule you would have to set for yourself. Yeah. I'm not too sure on that. Uh, I think most people would consider that uh, a wipe, and you would have to completely restart the game. But uh, yeah. yeah, the way I always uh, heard it was like you can only use medicines. Uh, you can still use them in battle, but you can never use Pokemon centers. No. Uh, so you have to manage your money. No, I'm doing the opposite. So no healing or using any items during a battle except for held items, of course. Uh, you should. So, you know what would be a cool uh, implication of a rule? Because, come on, fuck them. The gym leaders in the Elite Four that use full restores and stuff. You should have a rule that you can only use an item if your, your opponent uses one. Yeah, maybe that I would might mean do that. What I also, like 1% of the battles, right? What I also want to do after is, um, like, not a Nuzlocke in the sense of first Pokemon you encounter, but Nuzlocke in the sense of a Pokemon faints, it's dead, and a monotype run, so, like, I can only use fire Pokemon or water Pokemon or dark Pokemon, stuff like that. If you're only using fire Pokemon, you're going to lose, because there are none. I'm not just saying. Like, you, you can squeeze <laughs> it out. Uh, and it depends what game you're playing, too, of course. There's unlimited ROM hacks out there and everything like that. So, yeah. Uh, cool, bes- man. Besides Glad that, to hear it. Uh, yeah. Besides that, what I've been playing, of course, is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, not much to Whoa. Report, not much to report <laughs> since last time. Uh, besides preceding the story, some events are starting to, un- to unfold that I won't talk about because you're going to be playing the game. That's right. Uh, I'm you, on my way. You do get access to your classic JRPG, like, bottomless dungeon that you can just go and grind in forever if you want. Um, so making my way through that, I'm in chapter eight now. I would say I'm like a third of the way through the game roughly. Uh, but it's really starting to shake down. You you slowly get drip fed all of the systems of the game. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's all going great. Those are basically the two things that I'm playing right now. Of course, still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake for my stream, but not nearly as much because it's not nearly as fun as Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah, fuck like yeah. <laughs> now you're talking. Well, I did a uh, side story in Yakuza Like a Dragon where this guy has really spicy kimchi, right? Yeah, So sure. it, it makes this person, like, <laughs> run really fast because they're like, it's so fucking hot. And this dude's it's like... It's so hot, it makes him run fast. Makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, and this dude's like, I can't, like, I can't sell any of this fucking kimchi. Like, I don't do a lot of marketing <laughs> and, like... And, like, people are like, it's too fucking spicy. And then he's like, you know what, uh, Kasuga, you can just have this kimchi. So you're walking around town and you find three different people that can have various uses of a kimchi that makes them run really fast. So, like, one guy is, like, a runner who hasn't found the perfect form. So you give him kimchi so he finds the perfect form when he's running. (laughs) Another girl doesn't have the courage to run up to her senpai and confess her love. So you give her (laughs) kimchi so she, like, bolts there to ask for help. Then another one is an old lady can't cross the street, so you give her kimchi, and she just bolts across. And then you go back to the kimchi vendor, and once you know it, there's, like, a whole crowd around him. And he's like, holy fuck, like, I, my business is booming. Would you know anything about this? And Kasuga's like, ah, no, I think they're just here for the flavor, because is like, a really reserved guy. Yeah. And then uh, old lady's there. The old lady is like, thanks for uh, helping me cross the street without, like, moving me because I wanted to do it on my own. 
you're the best. And uh, Costa goes, it's like, huh, goes to show what like a little bit of food will do for you or some shit. And you're like, fuck yeah, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. And that's why you understand the, the appeal of the Yakuza games now. They are a listen. Follow me on this. Follow me on this description of them. They are a adult uh, Japanese RPG uh, in in a lot of different ways. And one of the main ways is it gives you an understanding of the time you have to put in to do anything in the game. If you want to advance the story, understand that will probably be an hour of cutscenes and story exposition. If you want to do a quick side quest, that's going to be like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, sometimes they're prolonged or you take a break in between the mission and they come back up later as you're exploring the city. Uh, sometimes you just want to bowl a little bit or whatever. It all It all goes towards your completion of the game. Uh, and little things you unlock along the way. If you complete all the side missions, uh, you, you know, you're going to get this item. If you go buy these swords and, and complete this mission, you're going to get this item that lets you... I'm in the late game of Yakuza 4, and it is old fucking school, uh, where, okay, I basically have all the most best stuff in the game, but if I want to invest just that little... Reed, if I want to invest just another four or five hours, I could... I could... I could do everything. But... Do you want to? Do you need to? Do you need to have all the trophies for each Yakuza game? Honestly, I feel at this point, if I played these games as they came out, I would probably have beat them top to bottom. Uh, but wanting to get on to that next game, because just wanting to see the, the story catch up, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce out. But we were going to have a, just a general discussion uh, about uh, games uh, this week uh, with JRPGs and what, what they mean to us now and why Yakuza appeals to me now. Whereas some of the stuff I wrote down on my list from my uh, youth... Uh, doesn't appeal to me. Not not even going back and playing those games really appeals to me now. Um, but you see something like Nier Automata, and you see Final Fantasy Remake, and you're like, oh man, a lot of people took to these games. And you realize that, man, Yakuza has been doing that structure of game a lot longer. As have like the, the Shimigami games, uh, in a way. No, do, do you agree with I this? wouldn't say Shimigami. Yeah. They don't really have... I guess you have that uh, the Devil Summoner Detective game that's kind of going back to like ps2 era yes yeah, that, that one's kind of actiony yeah. but i would say yakuza does ha definitely have the roots and like the mix between an action and an rpg an action rpg if you will um yeah like i don't know that that's, it's a bit of a stretch because it's such a different combat style like it's like so reserved in comparison to something like an automata or a final fantasy 7 remake Whereas something like Final Fantasy VII Remake, honestly, is a lot closer to the original game than it is to something like Yakuza 1. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, a tricky, that's a tricky example. I, yeah, I don't know if I like, wholly agree with that because of this, the combat is so different to those games. Um, but Yakuza was definitely doing the, like, you build your character that's role-playing elements in this different kind of setting much before all the cool kids were doing it. I definitely so you wouldn't, wouldn't call say, that, I wouldn't that, say Shin Megami, yeah. though. I wouldn't say Shin Megami, though. So, like, the direct comparison Yakuza always got back in the day was to, like, it's like, it's like Japanese Grand Theft Auto, but it's not. It's not. At all. Uh, but, but the thing is, like, when you think of an open world game, when you think of, like, Nier Automata or Final Fantasy as being like, oh, you can, you can traverse the whole map. Like, you can walk from one end of the slums to the other end of the slums. And, like, map repetition and understanding the street names, uh, in the Yakuza games and, like, just understanding Komorocho and knowing where Pink Alley is or knowing where fucking, you know, all that shit. Uh, that just comes with time of, of enjoying that map and seeing little minute changes in the city, over all the years, but you're playing the same map every time. But 
uh, that's interesting because in old JRPGs like like Final Fantasy VII, VIII, you can visualize areas of the map and you can visualize how they connect in traversing them, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you know your way around Balam Garden. Yes. You, you know how to get get to the cafeteria yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, just yeah. in your head. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of the same fucking thing. Like Final Fantasy X, you you could walk that pilgrimage in your fucking sleep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yakuza is a little bit different in that sense because they have like a hub world that's not unlike something more close to Deus Ex, where sure. you're you're stuck in like this semi-open world because it's a small location, but it's dense with content as opposed to oh, an open world, a true open world where the content is more spaced out. Whereas in Yakuza and Kamurocho or in Yokohama, um, when you're playing like a dragon, it's like. There's constantly side quests like two feet every time you're walking or mini games. Uh, like the streets are lit up with stands, with clothes, with people, with cars. Um, yeah, like it's interesting. Like you said, like you can navigate Camarocho by street name, like the way that you could. If I was like, go to this street, you could go to uh, the cafeteria in Balam Garden. Um <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's again. It's so hard to compare Yakuza to other JRPGs, in my opinion, because it's just so much different than all of them. The combat system is not like the combat system in any other JRPG I've played, like the old Yakuza's, the beat 'em ups. Um, yeah, the leveling up system, of course, is pretty standard affair, in my opinion, as far as just like here's you get new abilities, you get new moves and stuff like that. But the the small uh, hub open world that gives you access to bigger missions or other side quests. Also, not present in a lot of JRPGs, like you said, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy VIII. You go in other small areas, I don't know, in a bigger overworld and stuff like that. Like, it's pretty different from Yakuza. I have a hard time myself comparing Yakuza to these games. I think it's more akin to something like... It's so unique, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what's beside it besides Shenmue? And the guy that made Yakuza worked on fucking Shenmue. Yeah, it's uh, that's similar as well. It's uh, I like it. I, I really enjoy how easy it is to jump in and out of this game. And then uh, Yakuza 4 with its four protagonists. I'm at the end of the game. I, I basically just have to go do the last story mission, and I am on to Yakuza 5, man. Uh, but I am mopping up content in there real quick. There is a uh, Doc... Uh, was, was it Doc Brown? Doc, Back to the Future. What the fuck's the doctor's name? I don't fuck... I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> it's probably Doc Brown, though. Fuck the 80s. Fuck the 80s. Fuck them. Uh... You find a crazy scientist in the in the basement uh, of a lot of Yakuza games, and he's got like the big VR thing. That's not unlike the one that's in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, when you go into the v- well, there's like that big. VR I just chamber. beat up a guy that looks like that. You just beat up a guy that looked like that. Yeah, like in the in the endless sure. dungeon, he was like one of the bosses. Oh yeah, maybe it's literally him. Uh, you you invest in his VR machine, and then you can get experience points for fighting some of the hardest fights in the game, and they don't let you use any heat. Uh, moves you just have your basic uh, move and combo lists and it's presented like a vr fighting game where you just have like a fighting bar uh it it's fucking tough it's tough as hell and i'm it's given me the the fight of my life also shout out to the coliseum in purgatory uh where the the final round of that yeah because of four is also a tough motherfucker i don't know if it's randomly rolled a lot of those are like you get a random opponent sometimes you get a, a wafy one and you just fucking steamroll them uh, but this big Russian kickboxer just handed me my ass yeah, are you uh, talking in this about the game cage the other fights? day. 
Uh, like the cage fights, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the appeal of having four protagonists and playing as each of them one at a time uh, and then at the end combining their inventories is you've been picking stuff up uh, along the way where you're like, oh, this will be good for another that other character if we ever combine our inventories. And when it happens, it's just so sweet. Yeah, like, uh, do you prefer you... that or the system that's more akin to Final Fantasy VII Remake where even though characters are absent, like when you're playing as Cloud and Aerith, you can still yeah. uh, unequip and remove their material and their equipment. Uh, this game doesn't allow that until a certain po- certain point in yeah, the story. I, I know, each character I, is secular. Yeah, from each I know. Other. But yeah. like, what do you prefer? Of those what do two I prefer? Systems? Like waiting till you wait, wait until everybody's in the same party and then combining, or having uh, because access I like, all the time. I like the ramp of the Yakuza games, where at the very beginning, everything you pick up is precious. Uh, like where you like you have equipment and weapons in the game, right? But yeah. like until you find that first spicy knife, until you spicy until you figure knife. out where the spice. Bro, the spicy knife lights people on fire. I I fucking roll it in every Yakuza game. Uh, it's and you can always just switch to your to your weapons to quickly do heat actions, which is usually what I use it for. And then every time you use a heat action after, that, I don't know if this is still reflected in Like a Dragon, but if you use the same special move over and over on a character, it does less damage every time. Uh, uh, so you got to vary up your combat a little bit. Might I don't remember. Uh, Yakuza's Like a Dragon is kind of like one of those JRPGs where a lot of the normal fights are going to be pretty easy in comparison to the boss fights, so you don't use a lot of repeating moves for the most part. Sure. You just smash them. Um, my god. What a game. Uh, so I like I like the, the starting over. Uh, I don't mind that, but as long as there's a point later where you can combine it. Uh, so that's been addicting. To get all the characters level 20, uh, get them the best weapons and, and stuff I can get, uh, and then looking looking into the precipice, looking into the void of a completion of this game, like being like, you know... Other than the Shogi and Mahjong trophies, you could do everything in this game. You, it's within your, you can, you, you just, just go, just another six hours. See that probably. mountain. You, you can climb that mountain. <laughs> uh, and I just, I, I'm gonna back up my saves for this game. And if I ever go back to another Yakuza game, I'm promising it will be Yakuza Four to 100. It. Why this game? I don't know. It's a, uh, it's weird. It's a weird black sheep with four characters. Uh, some of the other Yakuza games have multiple protagonists. You switch between similarly. Uh, but not to this level. This is really cool. And I like all four of the characters. All four of the characters are fucking bangers uh, in this game. Uh, so I'm really invested in what comes next. Uh, other than that, I, I subscribe to that PlayStation, Super PlayStation Premium Extra thing. I was going to download the game Stray, the cat cyberpunk game. Uh, and uh, it was 40 bucks. as was the PlayStation Extra. Uh, so I just, for the rest of my year or whatever. So I upgraded. And what does it come with? A, a ton of games. It's basically Game Pass, uh, but a good selection of other indie stuff, which I would buy a service like this for. Uh, all those games add up. I'll play all of them. I've already downloaded a ton of shit on my PlayStation uh, to get some use. So looking forward to talking about those games. Reed. Yeah. Circling back around to JRPGs. Of course. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of stuff coming out that we are actively interested in. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is not one of those no. games. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but uh, we are probably going to try that new Star Ocean game. Unless we hear that it's absolutely dreadful, then we'll probably just skip it. Because honestly, that last game was so bad, it wasn't even like so bad. Oh, it was I, worth, like, I have never committed on. to this new Star Ocean. I don't know where you're coming off with this. Oh, sorry. I'm going to play this new Star Ocean yeah, game. Yeah, I'll hear about uh, it by proxy. Yeah. You know, like something like Final Fantasy XV keeps coming back up in my mind as a game that was unique enough that I would go back and play it at some point. Uh, 
I can. But at this point, I can never see myself like I can see myself replaying it for ten hours and then being like, I don't need to play this game ever again. They set the. Uh, it's too much. It's too much. Uh, and that's what I was trying to say earlier with with Yakuza is that it's a game where you can jump in and out. Final Fantasy fifteen, jump into that game, uh, fucking see. It's an MMO. It's basically these games now are set up like MMOs. Uh, they are they're save points everywhere. Yes, but to actually feel like you're progressing in the game, you do have to sink some time in at any given time uh, to do anything in them. Uh, is how I kind of feel, which is why the Yakuza games appeal to me so much now as someone with very sporadic gaming time. Sometimes I have a ton of time, and the Yakuza games are absolutely brilliant when you have, like, three or four hours to sink into them and get all that varied content in one sitting. Yeah. You feel very satisfied. Yeah, it, they're, they're definitely... Um, I don't want to word brevity is, like, the right word for it, but, like, I'm, like, about 30 hours of actual game time in Yakuza, and that a lot of that was devoted to that business minute game. And I've already maxed out, like, your bond level... Uh, with all of the companions except for one guy who I have to progress the story to. And most people will be like, oh, wow, that's quick. But no, in my opinion, that's that's a good pace. Uh, I, d- I don't want it to take eight hours to unlock the full... 80 hours to unlock the full story of a character's story. I think if this JRPG goes to 60 hours, that's a very good pace because that's that is a pretty standard Final Fantasy pace back in the day. And I think that's why a lot... Of, I think that's a big reason why a lot of those games are looked upon so fondly was they were very well paced by the time you were done everything it was about 70 hours which is like more than enough time uh but that was if you're doing everything so you know fall fantasy 15 that's a game that's going to take you 80 90 hours to do everything uh and the combat isn't varied enough to justify that amount of time uh so like you said you can't just jump into Final Fan- a game like Final Fantasy 15 because just getting to a simple objective is going to take you 10 15 minutes um, it's not like Yakuza where uh, you got a plethora of mini games or side content or just dudes to beat up along the way. Uh, totally different games now nowadays as far as JRPGs go. Yeah, it's not a snooty thing either. Uh, I just want, I think finally the Yakuza games are are getting their due. There's a big attention on them now. Uh, like a Dragon hit so hard, and so many games leading up to that had some building hype that. It's good that people who want to go back have a game like Yakuza 0 sitting there uh, for them, which is a fucking great introduction to everything the rest of those games are. Um, and they're, they're great stories along the way, and and really great games that I... It's my biggest gaming regret that I didn't play them along the way, that I've only gotten into them now. Uh, and I'm glad that I did. And uh, even experiencing them in Fast Forward, uh, is, I'm, I'm really enjoying them. I take a little breaks in between. I jump into other games... Uh, between the Yakuza games, just to to refresh. But I oh, once I get into the Yakuza game, I'm making sure I'm firing it up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's to make sure. it's so much easier to come back to this game. Like different for me, for example, like trying to go back to play uh, like Shin Megami Tensei Five. Sure. Or uh, yeah. I guess I did actually finally finish Legends Arceus. Legends Arceus was a fucking slog. Holy shit. So like yeah, yeah. Like, yes yeah like these are <laughs> games that are intensely grind heavy um, and they don't offer a lot of stuff to do in between those long grind periods. I understand for Shimigami that has been the series norm, so it's not a negative for Shimigami. That is more just I wasn't going into it with the clearest expectations. I will go back and like play and beat it because I played like Digital Devil Saga and stuff like that. It just takes me a while to play a game like that where I know I'm going to have to sit down and just 
fucking grind forever because it's not like a Final Fantasy back in the day where you had plenty of set pieces or cutscenes or character moments between uh, grinding sessions or dungeons. Uh, they're they're much more intensive than that. Yeah, there's sessions. That's the the way it's like. This is the day I will grind in Persona, and until you're done the grinding, that might be. Yeah, all there yes. is to do for a couple hours. Yeah, great yeah. way to put it. You could spend like yeah. yeah, if you're playing like Persona Three, for example, you could especially Persona Three because it's a lot slower paced compared to four or five. Uh, you could be like, okay, I I'm gonna be sitting down for an hour and a half. Great, I can do two social links. I'll do uh one like quick Tartarus uh, dungeon run for some extra grinding. Uh, then I'll do some like three days of school or something like that. Uh, and it doesn't feel wholly fulfilling. I don't feel like they really got a good pace set until like four or five uh, when you could quick travel to other places, just quality of life elements to make that a bit better. But yeah, uh, yeah it's like I think that's why, again, people look fondly upon those older Final Fantasies because uh, just when you thought you were getting tired of battling, you would like if it's Final Fantasy seven, you'd wind up in Junin with the giant cannon and you're like, oh, great. I get to do this awesome section where I get to disguise as a guard. Or if you're playing Final Fantasy IX, you wind up in the village with all the wizards that are being made or something like that. Like, it's all good shit. It always bre- hey, man. It breaks it up. It breaks it up. We, uh, we've played a lot of Japanese RPGs in our time. Uh, it's I was trying to just brainstorm and write down everything I remember playing. Like, anything I've played enough that I can talk on it. Because, obviously, I've tried a bunch of shit yeah. and bounced off a bunch of shit. Uh, or there, you know, there's big black holes in my JRPG history. Like, I've never beaten... Chrono Trigger, uh, I've gotten most of the way through it. I've never uh, beaten Earthbound. I've gotten most of the way through that, too. Uh, I'm aware of what happens in those games and at the endings, but I don't consider them amongst my favorites, even though I have not beaten them. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, something like Final Fantasy 2, or 4, as it is now known, uh, was a really early introduction for me into the Final Fantasy games. And while I think that game is classic, when I compare it to other games around its time or came out that immediately after it, I think it's... The word is not overrated. Uh, I think the word is necessary. Uh, like, <laughs> they they went for emotional moments in this game that was, was 16 bits, and they, they went for them again and again, and they tried to inject that stuff, and then the technology caught up, and they hit their bread and butter, man. And uh, that, like, one of the first JRPGs I, I played for hours and hours and hours was Final Fantasy VIII on the PC... And my PC ran it at 0.65 speed, bro. Fuck uh, yeah. So I played that game in slow motion. In my brain, when I close my eyes, I see Squall running. And he's just running a little God, slower than dude, all be. that drawing in slow motion. Holy yep, shit. Yep, yep. The music would be would play it at the right speed. So at least I got to listen to more of the music. Yeah, uh, man so with the machine gun experience. arms just all day. It's like, I'm going to play some Final Fantasy VIII, and then everything starts, like, moving slowly, and, like, my eyes are slowly darting back and forth as I... I'm able to boost the Guardian forces uh, to their full potential, because when that X popped up, I had an extra 0.35 seconds to react to it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> great game to uh, so start I out with, sh- though. Uh, and it was a great game to start out with, and uh, re- the junction system is a great introduction to Japanese RPG bullshit. Uh, it's a great introduction to... Uh, when I compare the really big uh, difference between Western RPGs and, and JRPGs, and I think the Souls games are kind of the bridge between this, is that the Western thing is just like numbers get bigger. 
Yeah, uh, you the put Japanese on, games ask you, yeah, put on why do weapons. numbers get bigger? Yeah, <laughs> Japanese games yeah. is about manipulating stats, whereas uh, Western RPGs are more about just increasing just stats. Just increasing them. Yes. Yeah, just going up, 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 whereas Japanese is not, about a trade. Yeah, usually. not to say that Japanese RPGs also aren't guilty of just numbers go up, of course, uh, but you're more likely to encounter games that are like Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy XII, then you are kind of, you know, a game like Skyrim where you just get oh, every, bigger. Every good RPG's got its min-maxing. Yes. And uh, I, I just feel Japanese RPGs offer you more individual categories to min-max. Uh, I think is, is what it is. You have your base stats, but then you also have all your individual this and that and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I think the Souls games are kind of the perfect bridge between that. Yeah, and Final Fantasy VIII uh, is a great game for that based on the junction system, which was infamously... Uh, criticized upon release and still to this day to some degree i think it's the reception has gone a lot better over the years lee i think we can both say that um, yeah it's uh, i always like the black sheep of a series uh, especially if i have some weird starting point with it uh, but of course i played final fantasy 7 and, and it was fucking fantastic but uh different flavor for everyone final fantasy will be kind of the starting point of this conversation we're going to wrap up because you've got other plans yeah uh, but we will uh, reconvene and just talk about i think for the summer here uh while i'm catching up on the yakuza games that we're both enjoying now which is excellent uh just some of our jrpg history and some of the games we've liked along the way uh and give some background as to what we've uh is a, a genre we've both both fucked with a lot over the decades um there's lots of diamonds in the rough i wrote down a ton of ps1 stuff i played uh that i want to want to dive on here you what what was your first uh before we before we sign off yeah what was your first like jrpg thing my, akin to my final fantasy 8 so uh my best friend has an older brother who played like a lot of final fantasies when i was growing up um so i saw a lot of them when i was growing up seven six five ten uh, i think the first one i actually bought for myself was 12 and then like two weeks later i bought 10 10 and 12 are like my favorite final fantasies uh to no surprise of anyone i usually credit 12 with being my first actual like here i'm playing a jrpg i'm sitting down i'm doing this by myself sort of thing sure like so 12 was the first one you uh i would consider 12 my first jrpg really, i sat, really went in on. yeah my first jrpg <laughs> that me myself i beat i did everything it was my i went full in i did this yeah yeah cool man well at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. LeahTCSB.com is my email address. Send us questions, topics, if it's interesting. You might include it on the show. Thank you, Reed, for uh, joining me on this uh, late Sunday afternoon. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week to talk more Japanese RPGs. And who knows what's going to happen at that crazy WWE. Thanks for signing up. For myself, Lee, and for Reed. We'll talk to you again next week. feel like I'm shitting myself.